Good morning. Thank you so much, Professor Minger, for the generous, too generous introduction indeed. I feel like I'm a much better person than I am, and uh, <laughs> I really hope my wife was inspired by it. <laughs> it's somehow really hard to inspire my wife these days, so <laughs> I need some help. What a joy and what a pleasure. I'm so grateful to be preaching at Edgebay Seminary this morning. I have long known and admired Edgebay's great devotion to ministry education and mission work around the world, including Korea, my home country. So I'm very grateful to stand at this very precious pulpit. And my special thanks to Dr. Chris Kisling, the interim dean of the School of Practical Theology, and Dr. Stacy Minger once again, and Reverend Jessica Legron, the Dean of the East Chapel, and all the chapel team for welcoming me and allowing me to share this precious pulpit. And most important, I say most important, many thanks to you all, student of Asbury, for welcoming me during this dreadful finals week. <laughs> <laughs> May God bless you. <laughs> well, will you join me one more time in prayer to God? Let us pray. Gracious Father God, we invite your holy, warm, and transforming spirit among us this morning. Please help us and guide us so that the words of the preacher and the meditation of the whole church be acceptable to you. Veni Sancti Spiritus, come, Holy Spirit. In the name of Christ, our Savior, we pray. Amen. My friends, guess what? If you are a pastor now, or a seminarian, or both, there is a question, or a couple of questions you can't really escape. Whether you like it or not, well, people ask. Say you go to your high school homecoming in your old hometown. You show up in the middle of the crowded main cocktail hall. People are drinking, dancing, greeting, laughing, and talking, especially talking about their college experience, their children, and their places of living, and of course, their jobs. So they will say, I'm a kindergarten teacher now. I'm a sales director for Infinity and Toyota. I'm a doctor now in the New York City. I'm a lawyer now in the Chicago, Illinois. So Jennifer, here comes the first question. So Jennifer, what are you up to now? What do you do for a living? I remember, I remember you are the most brilliant and brilliant and promising student in our class. What do you do now, Jennifer? To that question, we seminarians usually Hesitate a little. <laughs> Take a deep breath. But in some unreasonable pride, you will say, well, right now, I go to Asbury, <laughs> studying theology, mission, evangelism, and preaching Wesley sanctification, the assurance of salvation. <laughs> Just like that. You've now totally ruined the whole coming day event in a second. Your friends, now they get self-conscious, now they hesitate a little, and finally blurt out, oh, Jennifer, how great you are in the ministry. I kind of love Jesus, too. 
too embarrassing. So Jennifer, here comes the second question. So Jennifer, how did you happen to choose the ministry? Well, at the moment, you are not really sure whether they are asking that question out of sympathy or curiosity. You poor Jennifer, why on earth? Why did you happen to choose the ministry? Well, in either case, by the way, guess what? The weight of the question remains the same. Jennifer, how did you happen to choose the ministry? The question is puzzling, isn't it? Not because you do not have your stories for why you chose the ministry. For sure, you have your own stories for choosing the ministry, each and all of you, no doubt. But still, the question remains puzzling because always, in retrospect, always, we realize that I really, I really didn't choose the ministry at all. The ministry has chosen us, or you, the re-registered grace of God. Yes, God has chosen you for the ministry, and at some point, your response was like, send me, oh Lord, send me Jesus. I will go for thy ministry. Isaiah, in the text today, has a similar experience to yours. God, Yahweh, Adonai, where I am, who I am, chooses Yahweh, Isaiah, as his preacher, prophet, and ministry. And his experience, as we know, was somewhat dramatic. In the middle of the night, when the whole world is quiet, when no one else is in the room except for Isaiah, the glory of God, coupled, the unspeakable, right? The unexpressible, the unimaginable, comes down on him with six-winged flying seraphs shouting out loud, Holy, Holy, yes, Holy, Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. The Lord Almighty, the whole earth is full of his glory, kabod, unspeakable, unexpressible, unimaginable. Isaiah now freezes. He goes numb. When he snaps out of it, it hits him. God had just chosen him. Yahweh has just chosen him as his prophet, preacher, and missionary. And in response, Isaiah shouts out, Adonai, Almighty, I am who I am. Here I am. Send me, O Lord. Send me, Adonai, as your preacher, as your prophet, as your missionary. I will go for your ministry. Here I am. Send me, O Lord. That was Hebrew. I'm not speaking in tongues <laughs> at this moment. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> of course, I do in my room. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> of course, I believe Isaiah knew that his job wouldn't be easy at all. Indeed, his job was so dangerous. We know that. He's not becoming a king or a CEO of Fortune 500. He's now being called to be a preacher, to be a prophet, and to be a missionary in the time of chaos and confusion like ours today in America. King has just died. False prophets are prospering in God's holy temple. 
the people of God, they are now turning away from God. Forty nations are about to invade Judah, Jerusalem, the holy, holy city of God. Just to break it down. Yes, everything is being turned upside down. It's being destroyed. Things are terrifying. Also terrifying is that Isaiah, for me, doesn't seem to be a good fit for his job. He's a very little-known guy out of nowhere, isn't it? And yes, he has no ATS-approved theological education. He didn't come to Asbury. How can he preach without attending Asbury? Can you imagine somebody just shows up and becomes your pastor without zero theological education? I hope not. So, given Isaiah's lack of fit, his lack of theological training, who's going to listen to him? This person who just come out out of nowhere. Can he really preach to the new king? Has he taken any preaching class with Professor Minger? I doubt that. <laughs> then how dare he can say, send me Lord. I will go for the ministry in this so troubled time. I don't know. I don't know, to be honest. I really don't know how he can say and how really he can do it. But except, I know something. I know that. The Bible knows something. The Bible says Isaiah has one very good reason for why he can carry out his calling. The Bible says, as we know, the ministry, the Holy One, Yahweh, I am who I am, Adonai, has chosen Isaiah. That was his confidence. That was the very reason he can go and he can say, Lord, send me. The ministry has chosen me. So, somehow, somehow, let me go and preach. Well, about eight years ago, I had to drive to New Haven from Atlanta, Georgia to attend Yale Divinity School for a master's degree in homiletics. I think I spent about 20 hours driving there on the road. So as you can imagine, I'm a very slow driver. So <laughs> it took me about three days and 10 Burger King stops to get to New Haven and uh, without kimchi. So <laughs> that was very hard, <laughs> eating 10 hamburgers. Anyway, that very afternoon when I arrived, I got a phone call from the deacon of a local uh, Methodist church, and he said that the pastor was on vacation, the usual guest preacher was out of town, so they really needed a preacher for the Wednesday night worship service. Would I come? He said there'll be only a few people there for worship, and all I needed to do was deliver a brief message and join them in fellowship. So I said, yes, I will come. Where is the church? Did I really say like that? No, I couldn't. I was so tired to say so. 10 Burger King hamburger <laughs> without kimchi. So I just said, yeah, 
I will come. Don't worry. I will show up. So I went to the church at the appointed time in a very remote mountain area. Indeed, the church was so remote that at some point, even my GPS got lost. <laughs> but thankfully, thank God, I got to the final destination of being dilapidated old church in the middle of nowhere. So slowly and with some trepidation, anxiety, I walk into the sanctuary. Now, how many people do I see in that rusty old church? In the very front pew over there, just like that, I found only two people sitting at the very, very front pew. They seemed to be a couple in their late 60s, and they were playing an old hymn CD, an old CD player, before the worship started. So no luxury of having the pianist, of course. So I walked to the lectern, like here, from the back of the sanctuary, and the old man, probably the deacon who had called me, stood up and turned off the CD player and sat down again beside his wife. Just like that, at 8 o'clock on a Wednesday night, I found myself standing at the pulpit with the elderly couple in the very front pew, humbly ready to listen to the word of God from a young novice preacher. That was me. Friends, to be honest, at the moment, I mean right at the moment I was standing at the pulpit, I started crying. Tears were rolling down my cheeks from my flooded eyes. I was speechless. I was numb in there. I couldn't speak a word at all for a second. Not a single word. My mind, my, my mind was speaking out loud to God in there. I was probably asking like this, my Lord, listen, what do I do now here? What am I doing here? After all those seven years of preparation and training, and after all those late-night theological papers and serving the people, what am I doing here in the middle of this nowhere? Cry. I was crying. And friends, guess what? Right at the moment, I mean, right at the moment I was crying, Believe me, I saw a beautiful image of God, a beautiful face, the face of God overlapped on the faces of the elderly couple in their faces, ready to receive the holy word of God. Adonai, I am who I am, or Jesus was there. Just like Adam and Eve, the first human beings on the earth, created in the image of God. The old couple had the image of God on their faces. And that was when I knew. And that was when I realized that God, Adonai, I am who I am, has chosen me for the ministry. God was somehow 
telling me, you, Songu, I have chosen you for my ministry. And I was like, I was like, Lord, here I am, standing at the pulpit, ready to preach the word of God. I was like, use me, send me for your ministry. I will go wherever your calling is. Now, then I ask, and you might want to ask as well, what is God's ministry all about? To what is God inviting me and you? Thankfully, Jesus today seems to have a fine answer for all of us in the Gospel of Luke today. Jesus, interestingly, borrowing from Isaiah, preaches as follows, as one of your colleagues read. So Jesus preaches, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because God has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. God has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. That's what Jesus preaches today in the Gospel of Luke. Now, my friends, if you don't mind, please, please allow me to somehow paraphrase what Jesus just said in Luke today so we can have some better understanding of what Jesus said. Jesus seems to say, for me, for all of you, Jesus seems to say, I am, I am anointed as a preacher by the Spirit of the Lord, Ruach, Pneuma, so that I can bring good news to the gospel, to the poor and to the rich as well, both of them, that's what Jesus did, and I bring good news to release all those captured by evil spirits and to give a sight to the spirit blind and to set free all the oppressed, all the hungry, and all the thirsty, so that the jubilee of the Lord, the eschaton, should arrive here and now at any minute. Brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters at Asbury, don't you believe? And don't you remember? You and I, you and I, some time ago, were chosen, chosen for the same ministry. Jesus is now being called into all. Yes, yes, I believe you do, because I still remember that mountain top experience. So the ministry, the ministry, the ministry of Jesus himself chosen us all. Now let me uh, tell you another story and end my sermon. About 15 years ago, when I was a young college of theology student in Korea, one day I got a phone call from a friend of mine she was a social work employee for a church's child care center in a small town. And the center provided a shelter for the underprivileged children. 
So over the phone, she said, Sungyu, would you please do me a little favor? Do you think you can come over here and preach once a month for the center's children? The former preacher just quit coming since he had to move to another city. So Sungyu, would you please? I know you are somehow busy with your schoolwork, but would you please come here once a month to preach? Well, I really wondered, I really wondered why she had called me a very playful at the time, unwise second year college student and not someone else. But anyway, I agreed to come and I went there. So I went there for the first month and delivered, believe me, delivered what I thought was some terrible preaching for the children. <laughs> They were screaming, moving around, <laughs> and crying. I had no idea what was going on in the room. That was my fault, I believe. So, right after the preaching, I was about to leave the center. Indeed, I was running away in embarrassment when a beautiful little girl came up to me and she said, Sangu, are you coming back next month to preach? Just like that. And now I was puzzled. Is this little girl asking if I'm coming back because she really hated my preaching, so she really didn't want to listen to my preaching again? Or she actually liked something about my preaching, so she really want me to be back? So I said, yes, I'm coming back, little princess, for sure. I lied. <laughs> but the thing is, the next month, I showed up once more, preached it just as badly I could, and was about to run away again when the same little girl came up to me, and now she was like, Sangu, I'm so happy that you are here again. Aren't you coming back for me next month? Did you hear that? Aren't you coming back for me next month? Do you hear that? Isaiah, today, hears almost the same call, the same voice probably, the same invitation. Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Who will go for little, this little poor girl? Then Isaiah says, and I said, and I believe, you've all already said, here I am. Send me, O oh Lord. Send me, Adonai. Send me, O oh Jesus. Send me that I can preach. Send me that I can do your ministry. Send me, Jesus, that I can do your mission. Probably, I believe you have already said, send me, O Lord. Send me, Adonai. Send me, Jesus. Send me that I can do your ministry. The ministry of Jesus. The grace of God, I believe, has chosen us all for his holy ministry. So let us, let us go and preach and take care of the people of God, especially during this Advent time. God bless you. Amen.